0: Listen up, you beautiful, beautiful people. From the shadow of Graceland, it's the 901 Soccer Podcast. I'm Scotty Smith, and I will be your host. We love Memphis, and we love the game. That's what we like to talk about. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the 901 Soccer Podcast. We are a part of the Beautiful Game Network. Go to bgn.fm to discover soccer podcasts from across this great nation of ours. All right, so Memphis 901 FC draws with Birmingham Legion. We really thought that this was going to be a win. Came down to uh, not, not even the final minute. Came down to stoppage time. Um Memphis 901 FC scored two beautiful goals in this match. Uh, The first time at home that they scored two goals. Uh, So there was a lot to be happy about. But at the same time, uh, we really, really wish that they would have hung on for the win. All right, so Donnie Smith, first and foremost, uh, we got the pleasure of being in the press box in this match. Um, tell us what you thought about, uh, just the press box and, the, the whole, ex- with Lawrence Dockery gone, we had to have some, uh, some fill-ins. Tell us what you thought about the whole experience of, uh, the, the media accommodations from Memphis 901 FC.
1: Anywhere you can get some, uh, good barbecue in Memphis is always a great accommodation, um. I believe the barbecue was provided there by the team, and then the view from the field is very, very good for soccer. It gives, gives you a great angle. Um, being a baseball stadium actually puts you pretty close to the field for press box seats, and I think the whole setup is very good for USL.
0: It is. I mean, the the, the the press box is fantastic for soccer. It's a, you know, like you said, really good angle, really good view of the game. You can see the uh, – of course, they had the windows open, and you can see the the big jumbotron. Uh, but just the way the field is set up, again, I have yet to see what I would consider a bad sight line in AutoZone Park. I think it's perfect for soccer, and, and it was – Pretty pretty great uh, to be in in the press box. Uh, got some good barbecue nachos and that kind of thing. So uh, we were feeling uh, feeling pretty good, um, especially after that uh, Cam Lindley goal, that rocket of a goal uh, in the first half. It's pretty rare to score in the first half, but uh, Cam Lindley with a rocket of a goal. What you see uh, from Cam Lindley as he has come in from Orlando City?
1: Um, I feel like he is a uh creating a good little spark for the boys in blue. They uh, His corners are coming in. He's swinging several, I guess, in-swinging corners. They are on point, aren't taller. We, we weren't able to get on the end of them, but we, I think we were close several times. Um, he's providing a good little spark in the midfield. He's getting the ball up. He's, uh, I think him and Muckett had a pretty good little one-two punch thing going there in the first half, and I think it led to the first goal.
0: You know, it was a a rocket of a shot. And even though the keeper got two hands on it, he simply could not keep it out. He couldn't punch it out. Um, And and he tried because uh, Lindley just ripped the ball. And, um, you know, that's one thing that I think the fans have been kind of screaming for is, you know, shoot it, shoot it. You know, so, like, when we have the ball, you know, even 25, 30 yards out, just go ahead and rip a shot. And Lindley saw his opportunity and just said, man, I'm going to rip this.
1: I agree with the fans. I think we have uh, several shooting lanes open up throughout the game that we don't take advantage of. Um, I'm glad he took the shot and obviously it was a scorcher because like you said, the keeper got both hands on it. And I think he got both hands squarely on it and it still went in the goal. So that tells you how hard of a shot it was. Um, We had a couple other shots from distance that were uh, good shots the keeper just happened to get to. And I think one went over. So I think uh, I I like that to shoot from distance.
0: You know, they kind of answered with their first goal in a similar uh, situation. It was a, a long shot from distance. We we held the lead. Of course, we had the lead 1-0 at halftime. Then we held the lead all the way to the 84 fourth minute, then they had a, a rocket of a shot um, that, you know, was very similar to Lindley's, uh, but it went upper 90 and it was a, you know, nothing Caldwell could do about that. It was it was just one of those efforts that was was pure class and, you know, can't blame Caldwell one bit on that situation. Uh, but Memphis answers back two minutes later, all right? And uh, in the 86th minute, Adam Najum had one of the best plays, we probably the best play that we have seen out of uh, a Memphis team uh, so far.
1: That was a great uh, individual effort by him, keeping the ball in there on the in line. Um, uh, completely turned the defender around, defender around, um, and then had a sweet little pass that set Muckett up perfectly. Um, I think you could have scored it. I could have scored it. My three-year-old could have scored. It. That's how good of a pass that he set up for him, and how uh, much space he created after he twisted the defender around. So uh, in
0: any sport, no matter what it is that you're coaching and you have coaching experience, you want your guys to just put forth maximum effort. And I think that is a play that you could, like, all hope look like – call your plays that ball over the top and it looks like ah, it's sailing out, right? And it, it, it's one of those things where it's uh, the importance of never giving up, I guess, is is uh, uh, the main thing that you got out of nauseam right there. And that's one of the kinds of that's – that's something that a, the rest of his teammates can look to and kind of look. Lift them up this week as they are looking to you know play another match on Friday night. They could say, "Well, look at Nasim's effort and what he's kind of you know uh, how he's been recognized this
1: week." That was a hundred percent effort. Um, if you we saw it obviously on the jumbotron, several replays. He stopped the ball. He kept it millimeters in, and he was able to shield the defender with his body and with some skill. I believe his left foot get it back to himself and give himself time to get up and to just touch the ball over in front of the goalkeepers for an easy goal. So I think it was 100% effort on his part, and he made it easy. I guess anybody running up on that ball could have scored that from there. So, But the work was all done by Najum. It was definitely uh, yeah. his goal.
0: So it was uh, – now we, we are looking at – I read yesterday, I don't know what the stats are now, but that that play has been uh, retweeted by – 433, which is a Dutch uh, company, Uh, it has been uh, retweeted by, I think, Copa90. And now it is up somewhere around uh, just the one that 433 put out. I heard 796,000 views. That's what WREG was reporting. So that is uh, a pretty significant, I guess, eyes on the club right so that's something that you know you can't necessarily get out of um you know it, we we were excited about a lot of things when Memphis got professional soccer but uh just the opportunity for people to hear about us and to kind of push our brand a play like that is like, who who is Memphis I'm going to look up more about them you know and so uh he has kind of become Uh, internationally famous to to a to a small degree but still for the usl that's a pretty big deal
1: um yeah i think his individual effort has brought uh, some good attention on memphis i think that we have some quality players and i think this is something that could spotlight that and get more eyes from outside of the city of memphis on memphis i'm sure there's eyes from the teams that we place supporters and fans and regional people but i think this an effort like this is going to get people that have never thought to look at Memphis maybe get a couple of eyes extra eyes on the team
0: so less than 5 minutes later heartbreak strikes for Memphis yet again as you know they think they're going to secure first of all the, the first thing that happened or right simultaneously is that the referee puts up 5 minutes and we're kind of like oh man 5 minutes that's forever um don't don't know why he you know thought he could justify 5 minutes that was the first thing but then right about that same time and the 5 minutes ended up not mattering except you know you'd like to have more time to score after what happened next which was a foul just outside the box and i know that the rule says that if any part of your body is in the box you're in the box but he looked for all the world to be completely out of the box and Sharpie even comes and sort of comes what a basketball coach would call a jump stop outside the box with both feet firmly planted. And then, you know, Covertson like, sort of kind of goes over his knee, you know, maybe sells it a little bit, whatever. But, you know, I, there's no question it was a foul, but it's a very, very tough thing to justify that that is a penalty kick. Nonetheless, the penalty kick was awarded.
1: Um, I'm a, I'm in agreement with you. I felt like it was definitely a foul, um, um, but I do feel like it's cupboards and embellished a little bit, uh, threw on the theatrics, and uh, but I do think it was outside the box, and I think I feel like the referee delayed a little bit in giving it. Um, usually, when it's a penalty and it's going to be something like that, it's a clear point to the spot, and I don't feel like we got that right away. I think that's why you heard the explosion, and I guess explosion is the wrong word. The uplift of booze as soon as he did point to the spot after. The, what seemed like a long delay yeah
0: yeah and and might have been an explosion on a clear uh non-rainy saturday night that was uh you know um didn't have bill street music festival attached to it but uh attendance a little bit down but if you kind of looked up under that like we were kind of walking up under the uh, uh like walking around the the uh you know, uh, around the top of the bowl, I guess, the low, top of the lower bowl. There were a lot of people there. They were just kind of like, you know, up and out of the rain.
1: Yeah, it looks like the crowd was trying to stay up out of the rain because we had a steady rain the entire game, um, basically the entire day starting from a few hours before the game until probably well after dark. Yeah. Um, I think the crowd was not a bad crowd for what, like you said, the circumstances we had. We had a huge music fest going on. We had uh, then the game also downtown. So yeah. I know the music fest pulled some of the normal – Attendees down to it. Yeah, in the rain. In the rain. Yep. And there were, you know,
0: so but there were still plenty of people to make noise. Bluff City Mafia is still real loud, all that kind of stuff. Uh, But uh, you know, situation where we thought, man, we we may potentially get three points here against a team that had been playing really well on the road because Birmingham had gotten two big upsets on the road. They'd gotten the uh, the upset against um, St. Louis and the upset against Louisville City and uh, this was a Memphis team that really did not look good in the three previous outings, but they gave them all they wanted and I you know really were the better team You got the stats there uh, what uh, what is uh, what do we have in the way of stats uh, as far as this uh, this evenly match pretty fairly evenly matched game
1: um, evenly matched maybe on possession uh, Birmingham had, had 52 versus our 48. But when you talk the chances created and shots, I think we had a clear cut. We had 19 total shots versus their 11, so it's yeah. almost two to one. Yeah. And then the chances created, we had 15 chances created, and they had nine. And if you can go to even to the big chances, the ones that I guess they should be put on goal, we had four big chances created to their two. So,
0: yeah.
1: they guess they scored both of their big chances, and we went 50% on that. So. Yeah yeah but
0: uh i i I think all in all we look better right like i think that's the thing that we could say that there were things that we could take away from this uh 901 fc performance going forward and traveling to a hartford team that got their first point on uh on the weekend but if you're looking at if you're looking for things to be positive about i think we found some of those in this match
1: I think we found uh, several of those in this match. I liked uh, the spacing was a little better. I think uh, the shots from outside the box. I, I definitely like that it changed a little bit. Um, I believe that uh, we created several more chances, and I think Lindley is a big part of that. Uh, I think uh, we're heading in the right direction offensively. I think we're gonna. It's gonna take a few weeks to maybe. I guess come up with like a new identity. I don't know if that's the correct term. Ten games in, but. You know, I don't think uh plan a is what is what we're, we're working with right now, so maybe plan D b is just taking a little bit of time to develop
0: yeah, I think plan A involved Evio Cordovez and yeah, now now we can now we can you know officially talk about we've known for a long time right now we can officially talk about it. Evio Cordovez has been diagnosed with a heart condition, and of course you want to put your health first, he has officially retired from the game. we wish him well um the heart condition is something that, you know, he can live with. It's just not something that he needs to be exerting the amount of energy that you have to exert to be a professional soccer player. It's too much of a strain on his heart. And he made the right decision for his health and for his family. And uh, he retired from the game. But now, you know, we've tried many, many ways to kind of fill that void. And players that maybe we had originally attended on the wing are now playing in the forward position. We, I guess we didn't, probably um think about Jochen Graf but now he is he is most definitely a part of this team and will probably be the starter up top going forward. Uh but there are a lot of different looks. We're even kind of going with more of a 4-4-2 now if you look at the way that it is put out on paper or on the on the graphic. So um it's all about adapting and adjusting and uh, Coach McQueen is making adjustments now and trying to find what works best for this team. Um, I mentioned that Hartford only has a point, uh, so far and, uh you know, Memphis has a real opportunity here to kind of put this all together against a team that, you know, has not you know, really, for one thing, Hartford hasn't played at home much. This will be only their second home match. And the other thing is, is that, you know, they haven't really had the results that they wanted. Uh, This is a very, very winnable game for Memphis. And if you want to get hot and get into that last playoff spot by the end of the year, this is the kind of game that you have to win. got to have three points out of this this kind of match, right?
1: I agree. I think going on the road at a team that I feel like we should clearly beat, um, I think we do need to get all three points and get us to nine. And I think we're going to have to use this game as a springboard to get our point totals rolling because we're going to have to have several – successful games in a row to try to start climbing the point ladder to be able to try to get into the playoffs picture by August or September. Yeah.
0: All right, well, that's going to about wrap it up for us. Remember that that game is on CW30. It will be on Friday night, and that match is also on ESPN+. So either one of those two ways, you can find uh, Memphis 901 FC. It is Friday night, and I think it will be 6 o'clock Central time. I believe that is um, the correct – we're going to double-check that right quick, but it seems like it's 7 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, being, so it's 6 o'clock Central time. That is confirmed on CW30. Uh, the Brass Door will be showing that match, and you can go and hang out with Bluff City Mar- Mafia. Uh, so uh, for Donnie Smith, I'm Scotty Smith saying uh, thank you for listening to the 901 Soccer Podcast.